you just don't want to talk to it. It's about that action, bro. It's about that action with Wes Bryant and Patrick Rollins. Well, here we go. Going into week six of ACC football. And... uh Shout out to my man McButters on the intro. People think that's me, but that's really my man Jeremy McButters. You McButters know is a good guy. Good guy, <laughs> McButters. Well, I mean, we did this a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, Godzilla. It is starting to seem a little bit repetitive. Godzilla coming to town. Yep. You know what I'm saying? What'd you say? What? What? what Dexter Dex Lawrence. Dorian or Daniel? And Dorian or Daniel? <laughs> to the pick six to the to the end zone. <laughs> well, I mean, yet again, another supposed test and another uh, thrashing by the Clemson Tigers. They have asserted their dominance once again. Twelve straight road yep. win, eight straight over a top twenty-five team, and now ten and one uh, against the top fifteen. Uh, in the last three years, and when you watch that game, uh, you know I, I I panned I pan the ABC eight o'clock games because they normally turn out to be duds, and right. we had another dud because yep. Clemson's defense looked like the X Men with some of the plays that they made. It I don't like they did they did stuff that they had not done before. They dropped back and didn't blitz as much. They did a bunch of stuff you weren't expecting them to do. Like I don't know what their defense can't do. And I don't know what offense has the tools to beat their defense. Because I just don't. And the crazy part is the secondary is supposed to be the weak link right. on this crew. If you had to pick one, that was the this expectation. Is, this is one of the best defenses I've seen in a long time. Their team speed on defense is just outstanding. I mean, when you talk about you have an athlete like Dexter Lawrence at the at the nose guard that's as athletic as he is with Christian Wilkins, and those two are supposed to be the probably the worst athletes in theory on the team, right. and they're two of the best athletes. Oh, yeah, easily. And everybody else are really good athletes. It just makes for an amazing defense. Yeah, I mean it's it's starting to get to the level where every week it is a it is a they put on a performance. I mean like at an NFL level where in the NFL those guys are out there. It's an entertainment sport, you know, they are getting paid and Clemson plays like that every week. It is absolutely insane. Um like I said Fuente said that they just were expecting them to blitz a lot more and they didn't. And that confused them. Josh Jackson said the same thing. He said they just came out and gave us a bunch of looks that we did not expect. Um, he said they were kind of going at it on the fly, trying to adjust. But Clemson just had too much uh, on the offensive end and the defense turning into offense. Yeah. Uh, where they just got they just got ahead. And then, I mean, it's, it's over. If they get ahead by two touchdowns, the game yeah. is over because you don't expect anyone to be able to put off that many points on them unanswered. And I think it speaks to how far Josh Jackson has to go. As good as he's been, Clemson gave him a look where I believe Dabo and Brett Venable sat back and said, okay, you know, if we blitz this kid, they see Phillips, you know, like like we talked about last week, he gets a lot of 50-50 balls. Um, you know, they run some nice gimmick plays where if they catch you slipping in a blitz, they can hurt you really bad. And I think they said, we're going to make him sit back there and read and mm-hmm. see what he can do. Yeah. And that defense is so rangy and so fast. But all of that works because you get good pass rush from your front four. Now, right. they didn't have 100 sacks like they normally do. But be it, they put enough pressure on you to 
harass you. Oh, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, and they've turned into an anytime, any place kind of team. Oh, easy. Yeah. I said that about Alabama. I remember during the Trent Richardson era when they went to the swamp, and the swamp was rocking, and it was just like Bama came in there like, okay, whatever. Your crowd's loud, cool. Your team is all right, good. We're going to pound you. Right. And that's what comes to turn to. You come to Virginia Tech. We know you got the end of the Sandman. We know your interest is, you know, very long and very uh, hyped up. Yeah. And comes is just like, all right, whenever you're ready for us to start serving, we ready. Right. Let us know Let us know, <laughs> let us know. what end to stand on. Exactly. You, can, you can either kick it or we'll kick yeah. it. Doesn't matter how you want yeah. to start it. Let's just go. And 60 minutes later, we're going to have another win. I mean, it's, yeah. it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, yeah. My biggest takeaway was kind of what you said is Venables is just – he's the best at what he does. That's, yeah. that's flat out, plain and simple. Nick Saban is Nick Saban. He mm-hmm. is the Nick Saban of defensive coordinators. Like, the dude is unreal at what he does. Like, those guys can – like you said, you know, they have such good speed that you can drop back and say, we're going to make a freshman quarterback try to beat us with his arm. But you can also stop the run because those guys have such great speed that they can get up in the box when they see the run. So I think that you really just got to get out. You just got to know that uh, the Brett Venables is, is the best at what he does. And and it's, I mean, it's starting to, it is getting to an out. And they are at ACC Alabama. It's, do you, that's it. Do you think that he ever leaves Brett Venables? I hope not. Because I, I hate when guys have something really good and then they just like, you know, like guys mess that up all the time. Look at Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was yeah. the wizard of what – I mean, he was a college football wizard. And then he tried to go to the NFL, didn't work out, and now he's sitting up there, you know, on the on the podium or on yeah. the set talking and yeah. whatever because, you know, it's going to take him a while to get back into it. So I hope he never leaves. But um, I mean, he's making money. He's, he's making 1. enough. 1.7, I think right, they put on enough the you thing. think he's going to stay around, and I think Clemson understands that. But there's some crazy money being thrown around. But there's, the and, and, and to me, there won't be a job, in my opinion, that's going to come open – that's going to be better than what he's out. got, right? Yeah, and I mean, uh, making one point seven, you know, not to be in the man's pockets, but me making one point seven and as good as you got it right now, what it looks like is getting ready to come to Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just don't see it. Now Kelly Bryant, he came out yet again, and he just seems to be one of those guys. It almost feels like he plays. I'm not gonna say he plays to the competition, but I'd buy that. One thing I will say to him is that. He comes through for them when they need him. Yep. I think Boston College, I think he, he gets a mulligan for that game after this past week because I just think they were sleepwalking and this yeah, stuff I, happens. Yeah, I think he just knew. But that this was week, in he just, bag. he he really is an X factor with them with that run game. Mm-hmm. And that offensive line, which I think is really the unsung hero of this team, that offensive line led by Mitch Hyatt is so good. They run the ball now against Virginia Tech. They didn't have maybe the outburst that someone expected. You're talking ETN, 2.4 yards a kid, Feast of 3.2, Fuller, 2.5. Um, and then um, Feaster was only 3.2. So they didn't run the ball like that, but Kelly Bryant averaged five yards a carry. And he just seems to make timely throws when they need it. Yeah. But I think it be it comes off of that run action. They just wear you down. Yeah. Um, and, and before you know it, they've nickeled and dimed their way down the field and like hit one big pass play and a few you know chippy runs here and there and then like they're on the 25 and he breaks free and runs runs yeah i mean it's not pretty what they do on offense and it's not graceful really um but it gets the job done and when you have a defense 
that is that unbelievable. All you need is playmakers on offense, and they've got playmakers. That's and, for sure. And they and they seem like they're a very <laughs> unselfish team mm-hmm. because the receivers they they seem very happy for him when he makes plays. Yeah. Um. They seem very happy for each other because some of those guys aren't having the season that you would have thought they were going right. to have. Right. Um. Because, but I think those guys probably knew that. Hey, once Deshaun is gone, you know. The table is going to get a little bit more empty. As right, we're going to shift we over to the run a little bit. Because man. you're talking about Deion Kane coming into the season, you know, hyped as a first-round draft pick, top 15 caliber receiver. He has two catches Saturday night. He's got 13 on the season and only one touchdown. But I think he's being a good soldier because he knows, hey, this is a little bit bigger than me. Uh, NFL scouts are smart. They know what type of offense I'm running. Right. And I think it speaks to Dabo and the coaching staff and what they do with this team that, you know, he's probably just sitting there like, you know, my time's going to come. Yeah. And I'll make plays when they call on me. And I'm going to run 4-3 for my pro day. And I'm going to catch the ball. And I'll still go where I want to go. Yeah, you can tell those guys that, I mean, their thing is all in. Hashtag all in is their thing. And it is extremely accurate. I mean, you can tell that. Those guys have bought in. If you have not watched the Clemson locker room celebration videos after yes. they win, like it's the dopest dance party. city dance party. Yeah. And they're like, they just all they care about is getting a win. They get yeah. the win and everyone's happy. Like they don't care. Who Winning kills everything, like, like they say. Exactly. So you now, can tell Clemson would have hit a two game, you know, spell if they lost, which I don't see happening. But if it no. was. I think maybe then you see some guys like, hey, you know, what's going on, whatever, whatever. But winning cures everything. Nah, Dabo knows what he's doing, and those guys have bought in. What's not to buy in with that coach, with that program, with everything they've done? So, so now it's just it's, – it's almost it, who can beat them. So now you look at the rest of the schedule. You got my Wake Forest Demon Deacons coming into town, which, you know, as much as I love my Deacons, and we play for to say tough, I'm not quite sure – you know, but Boston College played them 7-7 all the way till late third quarter. But Wake right now, you know, I don't know that they have enough explosion on offense to really pull off an upset there. But now you're talking, you know, Syracuse, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, you know, is a game that's typically a really good game between yeah, they those give two. Yeah, some trouble maybe. Clemson, NC State in the Tech style. Bo, I know that from when I used to play NCAA and I did a dynasty with Clemson. So, I knew that way back in the day. I had I had the Tigers winning championships first. Okay, let's there get that go. straight. Yeah. On NCAA, show. I had the Clemson program Let humming like Dabo back in the day. Set, <laughs> so, the, set the blueprint. <laughs> I set the blueprint. Now, NC State could be a big one because they NC gave State, them trouble Florida last State year. State is the only back to, that back-to-back is going to be NC State, State, Florida State. And then South Carolina, you never know what a rivalry game, but they demand some last year. But you got to go on the road. Um, you never know what can happen with that game. But right now, when you look at the schedule, I don't know that they demolished the rest of the schedule, but the rest of the games look very winnable. And I think you would have a Florida State team coming into Death Valley that would like nothing more than oh, to yeah. spoil that's their season. Be, that's their Super Bowl, for sure. But right now, Clemson looks to be the class of the league. I don't really see anybody else yeah. coming with them. So next up, the other big matchup that we had last week in the ACC was the Duke Blue Devils. And the Miami Hurricanes and Miami came and at least this time showed that uh, they right now are the lead dog uh, in the Coastal until uh, they play Virginia Tech. Yeah. Uh, Miami, that game, 
I didn't know. Uh, I didn't get strong feelings one way or the other because mm-hmm. I struggle with the. Did we put Duke up a little bit too high? Mm. Th- you know, with who they played, yeah. or did we just not have we just not seen Miami enough? Um, I think it's a combination of both. Mm. Uh, I think Duke, they're they're a good team. They're just not good enough mm-hmm. to jump Miami or Virginia Tech in the Coastal. Yeah, and Miami's got some dogs and mm-hmm. they can ball. So um, it'll be. I'm Miami's the most interesting team in the entire league yeah. to me because we know what Clemson's got. We know what Virginia State. We know what everyone's got almost right now, except maybe NC State. We're still a little book, maybe or jury out on them a little bit. But Miami is an extreme. That's a huge mystery, Miami. Yeah. So we will learn a lot about them uh, when they play Florida State this year. I week. think too. One thing to watch going forward that's going to be extremely vital to this season is the health of Mark Walton mm-hmm. and that ankle injury he had. He was not able to finish the game. Right. Um, I think that's something to look forward to going forward. He had 17 carries for 51 yards, uh, but some of the plays he had was so athletic, and they yeah. were, he he made such big plays for them. But that's going to be huge for them going forward. Is he healthy? But you do get back Amon Riches, who had three for one on six on a touchdown. Yeah, he did not miss. He looked a beat. pretty good. He did not miss. And a you beat. can still tell he's not all the way back because that hamstring must have been pretty rough as yeah. long as he was out. Right. But Miami did look good. But defensively was what I was most impressed about. Michael Pinkney had a huge game. Shaq Quarterman all over the field, um, you know, and, and defensively up front, they really they really controlled the game, and so that was the thing I took from it was that Miami to me they looked like the team I thought they were going to be this season. Offensively explosive, I think Malik Rozier is a real quarterback. Uh, I think he can really play. And you got a dominant defense. Yeah. And I think that's going to translate. Because I think Duke at the end of the day could win seven or eight. For sure. Perhaps. Yeah. I think so could, I, I think, think you know, they, I think they made more of a statement uh, with with their win. And going forward now against Florida State, that's going to be a big one. Like I said, can Mark Walton play. But even still, Homer comes in and he totes, totes the rock very well, too. Yeah. So, um, they, they, I mean, they've got a lot of guys. Yeah, they're, teams, a lot, they're a lot deeper than To me, play. Miami look like they should look under Mark Rick. Yeah, I agree. But to come um, in on the road, a big environment, big game for Duke, I was impressed. Yeah, I, I was too. Um, I think if you're a Miami fan, you're you're seeing what you want to see from them right now, mm-hmm. and you're seeing the development under Rick that you were expecting, like you said, and that you're hoping was he was he's bringing the U back. You know, they got the swag, they're yeah. playing ball, they're recruiting, yeah. and he's. He's doing a very good job. Now, looking at the Coastal, that leads us to the crazy Coastal. Because you had Georgia Tech coming out beat North Carolina, 33-7. Um, a beating. They didn't just beat us. They, they <laughs> Damn, I was up. So, you got them. <laughs> then you've got... Um, They're sitting at the top of 2-0. And, and, and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, Tech at still, 0-1. We know what happened to them this past weekend. Right. But... Virginia Tech's still going to be right there, and that's going to be yeah, a huge game sure. with them in Miami down bottom, as they like to say. So right now, I mean, who are you looking at in the Coastal? Uh, I mean, it's too early for Who's me. Who's your team to beat? I'll go Miami just because I think they're a better team than Georgia Tech, and they still have a zero in the loss column. So, yeah. like, Georgia Tech, what they do is really effective, but it always they always get caught up somewhere. Um so you expect them to have one of those kind of drop games. Yeah. Um, I think it's got to be Miami just because they have a game up on Virginia Tech. And if they are what we think they are or what they could be, yeah. um, then that could set up an awesome 
ACC title game between because I'm not gonna lie. After the way that Clemson beat Virginia Tech, yeah, one of my first thoughts was you don't want to see it again. The ACC championship game is gonna suck, like yeah, because Clemson's just gonna just bulldoze whoever they throw into that stadium in Charlotte with them. So I'm hoping Miami can like I'd be so down for them to run the table. And set up a, a game where there's at least like give us something. There. I'd like because, to see that too because it's Miami. I don't want to see Virginia Tech again. Virginia Tech, please do don't I. come back please, this year. You right. need a little more seasoning. Yeah, that it's just yeah, the chicken's a little bland. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> they're there, you know what I mean? Yeah, Miami's got the spices and the seasoning. Yeah, Virginia Tech's yes. chicken's a little bland. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, agree. so um, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go with Miami as the team to beat right now. But, you know, then again, Georgia Tech is just one big win mm-hmm. away. Uh, if they can knock off Miami, then, you know, who knows? They could uh, they could do it too. So you got Florida State down the stretch. Then you go to Georgia Tech, Syracuse, North Carolina, Tech, and Notre Dame. So Miami has a tough schedule down the stretch. Virginia and Pitt. And that's the thing about this league, man. As I keep pointing to it every week, the depth of this league, there is no easy out. Oh, yeah. No There's nobody games. that you're getting on a schedule. You're like, all right, this week we'll be able to rotate the rotate all the guys in this right. week. We'll right. be able to blow these guys out this week. Yeah, not from the jump, at least. You know, like there are going to be games like Georgia Tech where they just destroyed us. And, yeah. you know, you, those guys get the fourth quarter reps. But not, the, not like you said, where you can go into it knowing. Yeah. All right, everyone's playing today, guys. Everyone's yeah. highest. Tie your laces up. Make sure you got your helmet by your side. I mean, yeah. some of you walk-ons and four-stringers, yeah. you're going to be getting some action. Because it's like before preseason, you would have looked at Miami's schedule and said, Syracuse, maybe you guys, Virginia, yeah, all teams. I mean, Pitt, they should they should beat soundly. Yeah. But, Pitt's not I mean, Virginia's not going to be an easy out. We've no. seen that now. No. So, uh, yeah, I think Georgia Tech is really good, too. And because of their style of play, they give so many teams fits. But right now, I'm going to stick with Miami as well. Uh, they're my preseason pick, and I'm going to keep riding with them until somebody beats them. Uh, Virginia Tech, like I said, they look good. The Clemson game did not really change my opinion of them. I still think, you know, Virginia Tech's a really good football team. Mm-hmm. I think they just ran into a buzzsaw. And I, and it was so frustrating because you felt like for just a minute that before that O'Daniel interception, 21-10, Virginia Tech gets the ball back. Lots of time left. You like okay, this could turn into something, right? And then it turned into nothing, right? There were <laughs> there were a hundred percent. There were yeah. chances for Virginia Tech to make that a game and a very very interesting game. Yes. So, I mean, because like I said, I'm sticking with the Cans. I very much would like to see Clemson Miami. I think that's a very yeah. intriguing game. I think they mirror each other a little bit in the way they're made up. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, this is a. A uh, pseudo ACC championship preview, right? But Miami's front seven to me is is pretty doggone good too. Yeah, and so I think that's what makes it interesting. Uh, and Miami has the requisite weapons to also make those splash plays that you need um, against them. Because Virginia Tech, their running game is decent. But I mean, talking about Mark Walton going up against these guys and Travis Holman, and you got Amon Richards out right. on one edge, and then Miami has other guys that can make plays as well. Right. So we'll see, but. Back on the Atlantic side of things, the NC State Wolfpack ranked for the first time since 2010. They get a um, another game where they, you know, went down to the wire again after getting a big lead with State. So that's something you may worry about looking yeah. forward. But ranked for the first time since 2010, nonetheless. Uh, 
Ryan Finley right now, which I think, you know, you got to give credit where it's due. Right now, Ryan Finley has still yet to throw an interception. He takes care of the ball. I mean. But not only that, he he's he not afraid to put yeah. it. Yeah. He's no, he's no, well, I know Alex Smith is not this season what he used to be, but the stereotype on Alex, he's no Alex Smith, you know, he's not. Five and yes. eight. He's not five and eight yarding you. Yeah, five and below. dime guy. Yeah, five and not, below, baby. Right, right. He's not at the, <laughs> he's not shopping at the five and below exactly. store every week. Exactly. You know? I got some cheap headphones right. one time. And, I mean, I should have known better. It's five and below, but God, but I don't no, think he, it's uh, worth anything. He's um he's a good quarterback, man. I mean, like that's really the only way I describe it. Like he's not he's not crazy athletic. He's not like you're not opening your eyes wide when you watch him play, but being quarterback, like so much of that is just how can you manage the game? How can you be a leader on your team and set an example for the rest of the guys? And like, that's exactly what he does. They've got weapons. He knows he has weapons and they have good defense. So I think he knows what he's got and he knows that if he can just kind of, you know, do his thing and not make any mistakes, not make many mistakes, that NC State is going to be in yeah. every game they play. So you're talking about Naheem Hines right now looking pretty good at the mm-hmm. tailback spot, but Jalen Samuels, and that leads me to, uh, I know we do our, our, our pre-planned show meeting. I'm going to take a quick veer, uh, really quick. When you talk Uh-oh. about Jalen Samuels, and then you're talking about right now with our, a quarter of the season done. Right. I mean, right now, who's your player of the year right now? Because Jalen Samuels is right up there. I know I hit you with that a little bit of a curveball, but just right off the top of your head, you know, is it Lamar or are you going in a different direction? I mean, because if you, if if I, okay, I'll start it out. I'll start it out and then I'll get you thinking, man. Give me a, give me a thing. Because you, you, it seems like you have someone in mind. Well, the fact that I just bought him up makes me feel like he's right there. When you talk about most valuable to me, now Lamar, uh, it's so tough. And I don't want to hold a Clemson game against him. And Jalen Samuels has yet to play against Clemson. Right. But right now, man, just the dual threat and what he means to his team, I think Jalen Samuels is as good a candidate for player of the year as any. I'm I'm still going to lean Lamar, but I just wanted to bring that up because Jalen Samuels to me is, is... He's not getting quite the recognition I feel like he deserves. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you there. Yeah, I mean he's when you just look down. I mean look at his look at his box from Saturday. I mean he goes nine carries, seventy four yards, and a touchdown. Uh, another five catches for thirty seven yards. But I mean he's so important to that offense. Yeah, he's doing he everything that they do. No, I think that's a that's definitely a. I think that's a. I'm with you there. I think yeah. he's definitely someone to watch. I think he could be a sneaky. He's a dark horse to get that for sure, and maybe yeah. not even as dark of a dark horse. If you as take you Lamar out of the conversation, I think he's he's, he's up there because everyone else that you would want to throw in there, I mean, has had a bad game here yeah. or there. Like yeah. Josh Jackson was probably even in the conversation, um, and it's not like he had a terrible game. You yeah. know, one TD to two picks wasn't that great, but he still threw for a good amount of yards. Um, yeah, man, I think uh, I I'll buy into that. I buy into him being top three on uh, if you were if we were picking picking a group today. Okay, I think I think you throw him in there. So, well, then that leads us into our discussion of uh, we'll, we'll take it back down a notch and go boss of the week. Uh, I'll lead it who off. You going with? Yeah, who you got? My boss is I'm going with Dorian or Daniel. Oh, Dorian. <laughs> Ten tackles. Six solos, sack, TFL, and the 
Alpha mentioned, or I don't think we did mention the did awesome we? pick six we that he not, had yeah, where he took it off of the kid's back, ran it in. Yeah, was, I mean, his second pick six of the season for a linebacker. I mean, he's so was, rangy. He's so physical uh, to me, and he looks like to be one of the emotional leaders on that defense as well. Second year starting for this guy. He was absolutely all over the field, but that's my boss of the week. Who you got? All right, um, yeah, I'm gonna kind of switch it up a little bit, and okay. I know we don't like to overstat you on this one, but, yeah. uh, on this show. But every once in a while, there's just a guy that goes out there and gets buckets, regardless of if his team won or lost. Right. And that was Irvin Phillips. This yeah, week. I mean, yeah. The kid is the kid's got Syracuse is low key turning into like wide receiver. You like they're yeah. really bad, like not really bad, but okay. Syracuse is not that good, and they don't win that many games. But right. they've like they've got all these wide receivers now that are starting to you know they're making money, and so they're making money in Syracuse at the wide receiver position. Let's Do put it you that think way. so? Uh, ACC and, and making money figuratively. Figuratively, yes. <laughs> I, we have to clean the, that up with yeah, everything going but on. But seventeen right balls, now. but yeah, uh, ACC record seventeen catches for a buck eighty eight. Uh, I wish he could have found the end zone and added a tutty to his day. Yeah. But, um, but 17 catches, I mean, if you have 17 catches for 50 yards, mm-hmm. that's an incredibly perf- uh, impressive yeah. game. But 17 for 188, um, I mean, he was a big reason that Syracuse was even kind of in that game with State. So I'm going with my man E. E. Phillips. A little Boston love for the Q's, baby. Yeah. All right. Well. Shout out to Otto the Orange, my favorite mascot in the ACC. Outside of Ramsey's, of course. Okay, I was about to Outside say, man, Ramsey's, you're going to get some hate. I'm being, if you know, I'm removing my personal. That's my man right there is Otto the Orange. Um, Man, that's a good one. Best mascots. Uh, let's see. Outside of the Deacon. Right. Uh, I would say my favorite ACC mascot is, oh, man, got me thinking. I'd say right off the top of my head, I like um no, I gotta go with Sebastian. Yeah, I was gonna say Sebastian's Sebastian the Sebastian Ivis is also Sebastian like, is the man. He's super, always popping off. Yeah, super and I remember I remember way back, it's gonna make me sound dated, but I remember back in two thousand, uh, when they went to the Orange Bowl to play Florida. Yep. I was a young, precocious Florida Gators <laughs> commit then, but I never forget when Miami scored the touchdown and Sebastian ran onto the field from behind the goalpost to celebrate with the players. It doesn't get any better than nah, that. So I, I have to go with Sebastian. Sebastian swagged out. Sebastian's yeah. number three on my list. I like your team, Sebastian. <laughs> Chief Vaziola was a close one for me. Too. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah he's my guy. But he didn't really do a lot after the uh, during the game. And then he gets so serious. And I'm also not a huge fan of like the real-life mascots. Like I, I like I like their pregame routine. Yeah, mascots but are then, funny like, to me. Once that pregame routine's over, yeah. like, I want the mascot to I love me. Mascots. I don't want to look you in the face yeah. as a mascot, yeah. as you're like a real person. And he's intense. Like the Notre Dame Leprechaun. Miss me with him. Like yeah. I don't want eye contact between me and now a person. He, I want a big foam. He foam head. he's a really good. He's a really good live master. He is a good cheerleader. He's got a lot of flavor. He gives you a lot of energy. Gives you a lot of energy. Yeah. He does bring the do energy. Like never lacking on the energy. I like him. But but you do have some intense. Don't want to see your face. Yeah, you got some <laughs> intense mascots like yeah. USC's guy. He's very intense. Right. Um, um, like he I said, is the Chief, intense. he don't play around. I remember when we played them at Wake Forest and my little cousin took a picture of him. My mom said he gave him, like, the biggest meme mug when my cousin tried to take a picture of him. Hey, don't, and, and that's don't, not mascot behavior, no, okay? not mascot behavior. Yeah. Not uh, my son's terrified of mascots, too, by the way. <laughs> like, he's scared of every mascot. We were out one day and... Uh, 
we saw a mascot for Mr. Sparky, the electric company. It was okay. like a smiling light bulb. Right. He's like, Daddy, I don't want to. I was like, all right, man. So, all right, we digress. We digress. Yeah. But it was still ACC talk nonetheless. Picks for next week. We got some good ones starting on Thursday with Louisville. Uh, looking to maybe get off the schneid a little bit. They've had a couple of cupcakes. Uh, yeah. That's why we haven't been talking about them as much this week. But they've got uh, NC State. Uh, this is NC State's second game in five days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Louisville because State, that's going to be tough to play two hard-fought games in five days. Yeah, uh, This game's huge. Like This is a, bit, a, a much bigger game than it is getting kind of. I do enjoy like, Thursday night games. It's a super low-key ranked. Yes. Thursday night game. Yes. And Thursday night games are always, you always like are hoping that game is going to be a good one. And this one is a really, really good one. Like, it's about time because Thursday night's loss is lust. Yeah, it kind of has. Football. Yeah. And, and I'll give it to NC State. Like they, they rock at Carter Finley. Yes. Especially at night games. Night games. Especially for sure. when a big opponent is exactly. in town. They like, I agree. we've said it a few times. They get one, every year they get somebody. Yeah. They knock somebody off at home. Uh, I'm just not quite ready to think. I don't think that. They can do to Lamar what Clemson did. Yeah. Their D-line is very good. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's good enough. Their yeah. D-line is good. Lamar Jackson is better, if you're asking me. So, I'm taking Louisville in a very, very close Yeah, game. I just think the attrition, like I said, two games of five days, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's and tough. then, you know. And Louisville, they cakewalked through Murray State. So, like. Yeah, they, they, that's what I'm saying. Lamar only played a half. If they can weather the early storm. Exactly. Of like, all the energy that's going to be in that stadium, then exactly. Louisville could be okay. They'll be fine. I think but. State will be okay early, but I think towards the end, that's when you might see the attrition on those guys, and they might start to gas out. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get some of the, you know, the knick-knack games out of the way. Yeah. Pitt and Syracuse, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Syracuse because they're at home and. Pitt doesn't play very good defense. I'm going Cuse just because Pitt is garbage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the worst team in the league in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. The I agree. I agree. Um, we've got also on the slate uh, two more unranked teams, Duke and Virginia. Uh, that's a, that's going to be a pretty good game, low yeah, key. I think it's too. Like It'll be say. a competitive game. Yes, you know? I will game. go with Duke to bounce back. I think after the way they lost, I think they bounce back. But hey, man, this could be a shootout. This could be a shootout. I'm I'm struggling with this one. Um, you know that that funny twelve twenty kick on yeah. good old Raycom Sports Network. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I think Duke bounces back. Um, I'm going to pick the Blue Devils to get back on track this week. Okay. Uh, your Tar Heels against Notre Dame. Uh, oh, Notre boy. Dame is a 17-point favorite. I'm going Irish. Yeah. So, my dad went to Notre Dame, <laughs> as we've discussed. Yeah. I will have a lot of family and his friends there with us. Um, yeah, I, I want to pick us, but 13 season-ending injuries in five games. Can't really go with my heels. So, I'm going to I'm gonna give my dad the nod here yeah. and say his Irish get us. North Carolina's just young and just paying dudes right I now. think there's a chance we could compete, though. All right. Yeah. Uh, Adversity brings the squad together. Virginia Tech should clobber Boston College. This will be an angry bunch coming in the Chestnut Hill. That should be a, a clobber fest. Virginia Tech, say you too. Uh, I'm going Virginia Tech, but I don't necessarily think it's a clobber fest. You don't think so? I think that, that uh, Boston College defense is better than people give it credit I think for. I made a new word to a clobber fest. Clobber fest. I'll take it. That. Sounds good. Okay. All right. So now to the bigger matchups on the slate. Well, I'm not necessarily call this a bigger matchup. Clemson, Wake Forest. Clemson is a 22-point favorite oh, over my, my goodness. Demon Deacons. Uh, and I I think Wake was very hurt the way they lost that game. 
Um, that was the devastating loss for the Deeks, man. It was it was tough, but I think they have. I didn't enough bring it up because I just I know you were there. And you saw it. <laughs> I and did. I, I was. And there. I don't like kicking my friends while they're down. I did. And 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 then in that game, I knew Jimbo was going. You know, late in that game, I knew he was going to pull out. The, I mean, we had we had held them to thirty one passing yards through like three quarters, something crazy. But I knew at the end he was going to sneak some throws in on us. Blackman came through late, got a throw yeah. for my Deeks. But he showed a lot of respect to our secondary mm-hmm. to wait for a secondary because. He ran the ball more on third down I've ever seen. Uh, Jacquez Patrick had a yeah, big game. performance yeah. uh, for them. And defensively, like I said, they played pretty well. But uh, Wake going down to Clemson, I think this is a resilient bunch. I think they're hurt. I think they go down to Clemson. I think they play hard. I think Wake, I will say I'm going to pick Wake to, uh, you know, they went out of gambling show, but I'm going to pick Wake to cover. I think they should, they should cover. I think it'll be a little bit closer than 22. Uh, but I think Clemson uh, wins. I mean, like I said, they're the X Men. So uh, yeah, I see a lot of uh, I see a lot of the Boston College game in this one. I think Wake hangs around for yeah. longer than people would think. Yeah, I don't think this one takes as long as Boston College does, just because Clemson had that happen once and yeah. it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, so you know Dabo's going to be reminding them of that. Uh, yeah, I just. You just can't. You got to have something special if you want to even yeah. think about being right, Clemson yeah. in Death okay. Valley. And Wake's getting there. I'll give it. I'm giving them credit. Yeah. They looked good last week. They should have won that game, but Clemson's gonna. That is too much. All right, and then uh, Miami and Florida State. That's low key the matchup of the week that no one's really talking about. It is because people have such low expectations. But from what I saw from Florida State in person, the way they. Their passing game right now just lacks explosion. Uh, I think one of the bigger busts of this season right now has to be Nooney Murray, mm-hmm. who I thought was going to have a spectacular season. Yeah, uh, He's just not being physical. Um, I think if you get physical with him, he just has a tough time making plays. Yeah, Arte, I, I like him a lot. But the rest, that receiving core as a whole, to me, has been a little bit of a disappointment this yeah, season. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I don't think they run the football on Miami like they, like they did on Wake Forest. Um, I think Miami goes in there and wins the game. They're only a three-point favorite, though. Mm. But I think Miami goes in there and gets it done, especially after last year losing off the, the block kick. Uh, what would you call it? The block of the rock. The block of the rock. Block of the rock. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going with Miami. I think they're going in and get the job done. Yeah, I'm with you. i got to take the Canes, too. I think they just have, you know, there's more to play there. I mean, there's always, you know, the robbery game. There's never a lack of what's there to play for. But – you know, eventually that energy and that all that rah-rah, like it fades at a certain point and yeah. you just got to get down to playing ball. And I think Miami's the better team. Um, and I'm with you. I think their front seven is just too good. And yeah. Blackman's just – he's not ready for that yet. Yeah. He's, he's good. The kid's going to be good, I think. But um, I'm, taking my, I'm taking Miami and Miami to cover. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. That's week six, uh, ACC football in the books about that yeah. action episode. This is six, this is, uh, four? This is five, five, five. This sorry, five. sorry, yeah. Cinco. Five. We work so hard, folks. We we don't even keep up with that. That's right. That's but right. But catch us next week. We're gonna recap more options or more. Uh, we're gonna recap what happened uh, the week before, and we always gonna give you the real right here. 
Um, That's right. Maybe I have a little special guest for you. We won't reveal it yet, but yeah. we might have a little something, a little treat for stay you. Stay tuned. So, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Appreciate you guys listening out there. Uh, Pat, where can they catch you on social media? You can uh, catch me on Facebook at Patrick Ronan, or yeah. you can uh, give me a shout on Twitter. Chirp at me at PK underscore Ronan. For sure. West Burn, you catch me on West Guy Range, W-E-S-G-O-T-R-A-N-G-E, on Facebook, West Bryant, or my YouTube channel, West Bar Live, home of the show West Got Range, Charlotte's only food and sports show. Right. But with that said, baby, keep enjoying ACC football. We'll be back at you next week. We out. Be nice to you.